Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. The last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. So really excited to bring this episode to you guys. In this episode, we are interviewing one of our current clients, Brennan Bronca, who is the owner and founder of Barvita Juice Bar. They are located in Darien, Connecticut. They are uh, a really awesome and uh, really unique client to work with because their brand is so unique. And in this episode, we're going to talk all about really Brennan's inspiration to launch this business, uh, where he has had challenges, things that he's learned, and really diving into some of the principles of building a unique brand. So with that, let's get started. All right. So we are here with another really special episode. This is something that we've just started doing as of late, and uh, I'm really excited because we're having the opportunity to talk to uh, you know, previous clients and existing clients and really helping all of you guys out there in the audience get a new perspective and a deeper perspective uh, inside of the process uh, and really hearing from someone who is on the ground and, and really launching their business now. So um, welcome, Brennan. Uh, thanks for taking the time to join us and talk about your experience. Hello. Hello. Thank you, Andrew. I'm, uh, this is my first time um, doing something like this. So very exciting. It's cool. I appreciate the opportunity. Great. Man. Well, yeah, thanks for stepping out there and, and, and talking to us about all of this. Um, yeah, so maybe to, maybe to begin, I would be interested in, in, in uh, really allowing you to, to have the opportunity to tell the audience a bit about kind of how you got started. What was your inspiration to start a juice business? Um, how did that begin? Um, yeah, sure. So, um, I've always had a background in sports. Um, I played soccer for, you know, my whole life. Um, I played in college at Columbia university and it's actually interesting. I, I wasn't really that fit. Like it was, you know, it was, we were working out all the time and we were, you know, it was really, I mean, it was division one. So it's like super hardcore stuff and like really, really great trainers and workouts. And it's like, you know, I, I wasn't that, I wasn't as fit as I wanted to be. And I was just always perplexed. I was just like, well, what's going on? Um, you know, I'm like, I mean, I was fit, don't get me wrong, but like I wasn't at where I wanted to be. And, you know, I was, it was just, um, I started to, you know, realize that you really can't, you know, work a, a bad diet, right? Because like, we were all like, oh, we were in college, right? we're 18, like, we can eat and drink whatever we want. Um, and it doesn't matter. Um, and I actually, it wasn't until about like halfway through college or something, I went to my, like, local um, gym, which had a juice bar in it. And I had, you know, they had this, they had this smoothie that was like really cool and it, it tasted great. And I actually went home and I just started playing around with the, um, with the ingredients. And, you know, I kind of came back and I was like, you know, Hey, but you guys should try it maybe with a little almond milk. And then I like gave them a little suggestions, right? Like a quarter, you know, 
tablespoon or um, teaspoon of salt, like a few, you know, cacao noodles, you know, mixed in and then like some hemp seed or whatever and a little cinnamon, whatever. And they actually did it. And I came back like a month later and they were like, dude, like you literally, like, where did you do that? And I was like, I don't know. I was playing around with it at home. And they're like, well, how did you know to do that? I was like, honestly, like, I've just been messing around. They're like, well, we've literally been selling 50 to 100 more of these a day and they literally added it to the menu which was really cool <laughs> yeah no I, it was, I had no idea what i was doing i had no idea what i was doing like i literally was just like all right throw in some salt throw in some hemp seeds i just i just looked some stuff up, and i was like wow this is really cool like people really like this and then i started wow. getting into it more and then i started to get into the shape that i wanted right i got into great shape with the juicing and the smoothies and i was like ah and it just sort of clicked for me um it was that was a really cool experience <laughs> it was really fun wow is it I see that there's kind of, well, one, your, your story is definitely unique in the sense that I don't know how many people out there have gone to other juice bars or smoothie bars and had the owners or managers of that business actually listen to them in terms of recommendations on what they could do. So that's pretty special. Um, but also I see that this commonality, uh, which I relate to that a lot too, is that so many people in the community really see how their lives are transformed through taking on new habits and, and, and also see that oftentimes it's not as common, right? It's not as accessible for the general populace. And uh, when you have this revelation and this experience in your own life, it becomes a natural kind of next step to see how can I share this with more people? And so, um, so, so lead us through the process of, okay, now you've got excited, you've had a transformation. How do you go from that to saying, okay, now I'm gonna start a business because that's a pretty big leap, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, to to your first point, you know, this this was it wasn't, you know, it, this was a, a like a, a smaller juice bar, which was like sort of an amenity to this gym. And I think they were sort of newer. So they were like still kind of working through their kinks. And like, so they really that was just a really cool relationship. I actually still go back and they still talk about it. It's cool. They were like, yeah, man, we'll try it. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. They were like, this is like our best seller. And I was like, sick. Um so anyway, so so I really started to get into that more, right? And um, you know, and it was it was funny. So at, so after I started um doing this, I was like, all right, well, wait a second, like I could I could start making these, right? And then I, and then I started making them at home, and I would you know I would make them for my friends, right, in school and in like after college, we would go to a workout, like all of us, right? And then I we they would come over, whatever, and like I would just make smoothies for everybody and make juices and they were like, this is, I mean, this is really great. And I was, and it was almost like a communal, it was really cool, right? This was pre-COVID days where everybody's at the gym and whatever. But, you know, after you work out together, it was cool to just like sit back, relax, and then you just feel your body getting nourished. And like, you know that you're putting something good into your body and you know that you're helping yourself. And that was yeah. really cool. And like, it was cool because it brought us together. Like we would literally sit around like the table just like talking about like whatever news we had or whatever like enjoying these great drinks and somebody was like dude like i would pay a lot for this like i would pay like 10 11 bucks for one of these and i was like no you like whatever and then and then i kind of got thinking i was like well wait a second this is cool like not only am i helping people because oh to add to this i also became a personal trainer after college right so that, like so not only am i helping people in the gym i started helping people out of the gym as well Right, and that was really right. cool, right? And like, and 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 I started to see how it had this effect on people. They started, my friends, you know, and family members, and whoever I was training, started to get into really good shape in the gym, 
And then I was also able to sort of like double end it. You know what I mean? I'd also be like, well, wait, wait a right. second, like try one of these things that, I, that I've just sort of kind of created. And it was just cool because it, it, ah, I just remember the feeling, man. Like the first time that I told this gym to add these things to their menu, there was like eight of us and we just sat around in a circle. And we were like, yeah, this is good. This tastes good. And it was just <laughs> cool. We all just enjoyed a workout and it was just, it brought the community together. It keeps everybody healthy. It had such a profound effect. It was just really cool. Like I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Like, if I could connect people through delicious, nutritious food, I mean that's that's like pretty fulfilling, you know. Yeah, that's um, amazing. And so, what was the next yeah. step? How did you go from having this, you know, experience of sharing with people, kind of on a small scale, to, you know, you go, okay, I'm going to start a business. What do you do next? Yeah. Um, honestly, like. I thought to myself, I was like, all right, well, this is, this is awesome. Right. Like I could, I could get people onto this. This is cool. But I was like, I have literally no idea like what I'm doing. I, I honestly just started researching. <laughs> I literally, I literally typed into Google, like how to start a juice bar, like how to start a smoothie business. And I, um, mm -hmm. I, I looked at, you know, a bunch of people's, a bunch of things, a bunch of videos, a bunch of podcasts, like YouTube videos. And then, I mean, I came across you guys um, and, you know, I looked at like your blueprint and your course and all of that stuff. And that's sort of like how I got on it. Right. I mean, my mind was thinking before I was like, oh, I want like 25 locations all around, whatever. But I was like, I need to start small um, and just figure out a starting yeah. point. And I think that um, that really was the start of it, honestly, um, was just like, finding, amazing. you know, you guys. And that was just like, OK, like. Like, I think you guys literally somewhere or on a video were like, here's literally step one. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah awesome. and then we just kind of built together through that. I love to hear that because for me, it definitely, it, it always validates the reason why we do what we do and kind of how we communicate with our audience. Because I felt like in my journey and, and our journeys are so similar because I was that person that showed up at a party, you know, when I didn't drink and I showed up with you know, some beet, orange juice, apple, ginger concoction, right? And I would just share juice with people. And this was, you know, over, this is like, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, right? Um, and just seeing how that was such a profound thing for me to really get the validation from sharing it and people being excited about it. And then people coming back, right? People calling you, hey, that juice you had, it was so good. Like, can you make me another one? And just wanting to share it with people. And, um, and so, yeah, it's beautiful to hear that, you know, in a time where someone like you who has a passion for the product, uh, has the inspiration to start a business, but doesn't know how, and then you can obviously find us and, and we can connect and collaborate so we can actually bring your vision to reality in a very tangible and unique way, which is also something that I want to talk about, because I think for you in particular, this is something that I really appreciate and have appreciated about working with you is that in the spectrum of clients that we have, and I can also speak for myself, is I find that when a lot of times people are starting new businesses, there can be a lot of fear and a lot of reservations about creating concept that is too unique, right? Um, and because people sometimes don't want to stand out because they feel like they might be criticized or judged. And so a lot of times people are really just attempting to recreate what they already see and mm -hmm. I think that that is, in some ways, depending on what aspects of the business you're looking at, it works. But in terms of actually building a brand and a brand narrative, I think a lot of people make that mistake and they kind of just get lost in the sea of every other juice business. 
And yeah. working with you, it's always been so clear because something that you've been so passionate and upfront about is that you really want to create something unique. And I do believe that collectively we've been able to execute on that. But I'd love for you to talk a bit about kind of your process around that um, and, and what is it about your company that really feels unique and, 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 and in the way that we have developed it together, you know, why did you take that approach? Yeah. Um, well, to start, uh, thanks for the, the kind words, man. That's, 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 that's really nice. Um, yeah, man. I mean, you know, I'm, I've, I'm always the kind of the person where it's like, you know, I'm not going to do something to just do it the way that everyone else has done it. Like I really like to push the boundaries of what's like almost socially acceptable. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like what, cause like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I personally don't see the point of like what, you know, doing something that everybody else has done. Like I, you know, I've, I've mm. seen it again and again and again, and it's just boring. And, it, you know, that model works. I'm sure if you do that, like in, in some sense, there's a little safety in that, right? Like, you know, that it's going to do all right because you've seen it and that's cool. That's so there's some security in that, but I'm more of a, a risk taker, right? I wanted to do things that um, I personally haven't seen. And I think that that's where it started, right? I think that like um, I, when I first went, you know, got into this, I, I, I went to like every single juice bar I could, like, I, like, I literally, like, I, I mean, the amount of money I probably spent was insane, but it was research purposes, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. so like, you know, I, I, I saw all these juice bars and I think, um, one of the things that I sort of realized was, like, if you look at their websites, if you look at their Instagrams, if you look at even like the names of their juices, even the color scheme, like that's all, it was all so, so, so similar. Like if, if you lined up a hundred of these, I literally wouldn't be able to tell which one was which. And I thought to myself, that's, you know, that's not memorable. Like I want to create a space where people leave and they're like, wow, like that was cool. Like I wanted it to be an experience and it wasn't mm. an experience with these juice bars. It was very, it was very transactional and it was just focused on that part you know that specific interaction here's a juice we sell it you buy it buy here's a juice you sell you buy it buy and you know i i I really i started asking people i sort of had this vision in my mind about how i wanted to create something different and so i kind of did these little testers i kind of went into like these places and i was like hey like you know i just came from a workout like you know what i'm feeling a little sore or whatever like i want to i have a run the next day like how like what would you recommend for me and I noticed that people couldn't say anything. They literally, you know, they weren't able to explain that to me. And through no fault of their own, I don't want to talk, you know, down upon employees, but it's because the owners and managers, they, that wasn't like of value to them to teach them mm-hmm. why it is that you're putting something into your body. And I, and I think that that is one of the things that separates um, my vision from, I think, other from, from other people's is I, I really want to focus on the, the educational aspect of it. And like, I want to help people understand so that they can make their own choices of what to put in their body. Like, why do we have it on the menu? Like, what, like, as an owner, you should know why you put that on the menu. Right. Or you just like pick out a random superfood. You're like, oh, it's good. Like, no, there should be a specific reason as to why you do things. And I, I want to create it. I wanted to create something that sort of helped educate people because there's been this boom of juice bars and like, you know, a lot of them are just like very, very sugary and a lot of them, whatever. And then, and then in my experience, it, it, you know, it could be different out in LA. I'm, I'm in Connecticut, but out here and then the other half of them are just, you know, under this veil of health, right? People assume, well, you know, there it's, it says juice bar, so it's got to be healthy. And it's like, yeah. It was very frustrating to me because when I started to dive deep, I was like, wow, these really aren't healthy. But then I saw this little hole 
that I felt like I could probably fill. Um, and I hope that yeah. I can, you know, I, I really, I really wanted yeah. to create a place where people sort of learned and I really wanted to provide value. That's what it was. I didn't, besides the taste of the other juice bars, I didn't see much value that they were creating. Um, right. So yeah, I hope that I was a very see... long answer. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it, it, it's helpful because I think it gives people one insight into your unique personality and process because every business owner is different. And I often talk about how we have to understand ourselves in terms of our unique disposition because some people are very, um, let's say, analytical. Some people are very creative. It sounds like you as a person have always been someone to kind of push against the status quo, which I think is often a trait that entrepreneurs have or people who are um, kind of born entrepreneurs. And then there are skill sets that people have to develop, right? There are things that people have to learn and say, hey, I might be someone who might lean more towards the middle and doing what's safe, which is, you know, maybe why people, let's say, buy into franchises a lot. And they might learn, okay, I need to push against that and be willing to take more risks in other areas because being an entrepreneur is a risk either way. It's just how for you. Some people, it's a financial risk. Some people, it's a social risk. Some people, it's a lifestyle risk. Um, and some people, it's all of those things, right? So I think in yeah. just having people hear you share that answer, it gives them more insight into what's unique for you. Um, something else that I think yeah. is also important to emphasize is that I find that a lot of the new era of juice bars that are popping up and uh, growing are, are really a response to what you shared as well is that the juice bar is kind of becoming this um, preventative care facility, right? I, I don't know if it's accurate to really categorize it as the hospital of the future, but you know, it's not responsive care, obviously the amount of people in there on, on uh, gurneys, but it's really to prevent people from being in hospitals. And so in order to do that, we have to educate ourselves. We have to empower one another and we have to give people access. And so it sounds like that was a big inspiration for you because we all know that that's something that's just missing, right? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think especially like, you know, now, right? Just in with, with, with like what's going on, right? That was, you know, one of the things that I wanted to make sure was that we had um, a reason for why we put what we put on the menu, right? To help educate people and to help prevent people from, you know, like if your immune system is built up and you're healthy and you're, you know, all your organs are functioning well and, you know, you have a much better chance of being able to fight off any whatever disease or whatever that comes. And I think that people are just now like starting to really understand that with like the current climate. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was, yeah, yeah. That, that was, that was definitely yeah. super, super important to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. I, I also think I want to kind of drill down even more because I think what you're saying, you know, I agree with it and I resonate with this is definitely something that's unique that we put a lot of attention into kind of based on your intention um, for your company. But I also find that your brand also has a lot of other unique flavors that I don't see with a lot of other companies, you know, just even in terms of the aesthetic design and the, the way that the brand is communicating with people. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about what that, what those tones are and, and you know, why, why did you decide to take that approach as well? Yeah, for sure. So I, um, I, so just to give a little background, so our, like our interior just sort of like color scheme is like dark. Um, it's very clean, dark, like clean lines, um, in terms of like, from like an architectural stance, um, 
if you envision something like an Apple store, but like reverse color scheme. So anything that's white is dark and anything mm. that's dark is white, right? So like they have they have they have those like tables, right? That the, all the laptops are on. They're just clean lines. They're like they're rectangles. And I just thought that that or like an Equinox, right? Like something that always drew me to Equinox. Um, not that I like went a lot because the price was <laughs> absurd, but drew me to the look of Equinox when I would walk past it was the right. how sophisticated and clean it looked like i literally like they could have never cleaned that place and i wouldn't have believed it because i would have been like there's no way like look at it it looks clean and i just thought that was so powerful and mm. i thought that that was so right. interesting just because i was like you literally could like the janitor could tell me honestly we don't really clean this place i would i would still go or i would still think that people would go because it just looks clean so i wanted right. to create a place especially that's around food, right? And like food service. I wanted to create a place that looks clean, right? It looks like a premium lifestyle brand. Like I wanted to create a, an experience where people walked in and they were like, wow, like, you know, you don't even have to convince them that the juice is, and the juice is healthy. Come on. You see what I'm saying? Like that is right. almost like, I wanted right. to create a space where people love the architecture. They love the ambiance. They love being, you know, in that space that they, that that translated through the food and because so you know it, it's really cool to see our architecture like just coming to a close we're just finishing up construction and it just it looks so awesome it's so clean it's so nicely designed it it's like it's and it's that's really cool because to me like even the construction like one of the construction workers like dude i don't think i've ever had a juice in my entire life but like this place looks sick like i'm coming in here and like i was like oh my god and that was such a cool moment because i had that moment six months ago before this this thing even started and i was like that's what i want to share with people and i think that if you're serving a clean product that's good for you that's healthy for you that doesn't have you know any additives any extra sugar not like it doesn't have any of that stuff you it needs to be reflected in every aspect of the business right from the faucets that you choose to the buttons on the banquette to the chandelier you know what I mean? to the menu design to the menu board to the tags like you know so i i really wanted to just sort of right. go my own way in that um i just like the dark modern concept um super into real right. estate as well so it like i've like, seen a lot of interior design with that and i wanted to include some of that in there um yeah yeah so. yeah it seems like uh, and i find this because i observe you know a lot of entrepreneurs and it's so funny because I, I feel like some people are just naturally branders in their in their personality as well and it's and just from working with you it feels like that is the case because of how much attention we put on that um and just naturally Sorry, for your conversation. Naturally what? Sorry. Yeah, you kind, kind of, of brand, brand, uh, branders, branders, entrepreneurs. Yeah. yeah, you, it's yeah, like, yeah, because yeah. even the idea that you know that you're dealing with a product that's clean and it should be reflected in every aspect of the business because what is a brand really? It's, it's having consistency in yeah. the multitude of extensions and expressions of your right. business. Whereas I see so often, right, you have a, a product that's really clean and then you go to someone's Instagram and it looks messy or it doesn't look organized. Yeah. And you have to think about health. What is health? Health is the is, is internal organization. It's internal balance, right? It's not chaos. It's, it's why, you know, a club should be designed a certain way and probably shouldn't look like a juice bar because it's a little bit more chaotic. People are getting drunk. They do things with the lighting to make sure that you're not seeing clearly, right? It's the type of environment that you're in. Whereas a juice bar is a place where community is built, 
the product is supposed to give you clarity. It's supposed to be clean because obviously, like you said, it's food and it's going into your body. And so people have to feel this from the second that they see your store or they see your website or they see your you know, Instagram or whatever their first touch point is to be able to um, extrapolate that into the product experience, into the customer right. service without having had that yet. And then hopefully you fulfill on that promise and the product is great and then the customer service is great. And so they just have a holistic experience and therefore that's going to build trust inside of them uh, throughout. So um, I kind of want to yeah, dive. A, yeah, I kind of want to dive a little bit more into um, kind of the process, because as you mentioned, you're at a phase now where you're almost done with the build out. And we've been working together on this product for, I don't know, has it been a year or more? How long has it been now? I think it's been over a year. I, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's yeah, a long start, time. It takes time. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah wow. it takes time. And I think also, also too, obviously, um, the circumstance, because when, you know, as the, the listeners are, are tuning in, um, this is recorded at the time of the pandemic and coronavirus. And we're kind of what seems like we're going towards the tail end of that as businesses are opening up a little bit more. But that was obviously a significant um, curveball that uh, created a lot of delays in the construction process and just the you know approval process and all of those things. And with that yeah. being said, obviously too, your business is unique in the sense that um, you know you really you, you you know invested in making sure your place was immaculate and all the details yeah. of the space were yeah. um, considered, and um, and that takes time as well. There's always this quality and time access, right? Like if you want things to be done in a, in, a, in a high quality way, you can only do it so fast. And so I think that that's a component also. Um, but to, to kind of ask you a, a more direct question, how and what did you find in this process, in this year-long process that we've been working together, um, you know, what things stood out to you as, as kind of a surprise and, you know, what did you feel like you learned that you didn't expect that might be worth sharing with the audience? Um, so that's a really good question. Um, I mean, I've learned a lot. I, I, it's one of those things where it's like, you're just so stuck in on this all day, every day. You don't really have time to think about the things that you've learned. But then when you take a step back, you're like, holy crap. Like, dude, that just, I mean, this has been, so the first thing I've learned is like, you know, you said this once to me, and it, you know, it couldn't be more true. Like there's 101 things that you have to do and you literally just have to decide which ones you're doing today. And you know what I mean? And get done the ones that you can and just which, like, what do I do first? Like there's always so many mm. things that need to be done. Um, and that's good because it keeps you really busy. Um, you know, I mean, another thing to get to like sort of piggyback on what you said, like I really had a vision like out, like down to the buttons on the bank, like the color, like the model number, like on what I wanted this thing to be. And I think that's something that it's super important is to realize that there's, you know, nobody's going to take the time to do it and do it right. Like you, you know, nobody is, is as invested in this as you are. Um, so, you know, if you want something like plan it out, like have a detailed, like I literally wrote, I drew it by hand. I did draft it on the computer. Like I, I, I visioned it, I planned it out um, because I knew, you know, like, for example, contractors are great, but they're just there to build. All they're doing is looking at a piece of paper and building it. Right. So, if you know, you got to stay, um, you know, clear with yourself on what it is that you want to do, um, because nobody, mm. like, as I said, is going to put in as much effort and time and it's going to make it 
like you know how you want it as well as you are um so that was really that was really um that was really cool um it sounds like decisiveness right and this is definitely a quality that uh i think is so important because obviously we work with a lot of people and we see all the spectrums of personalities um and one thing that i can say that is a big hindrance for people is indecision Right. And I think it, and I get and, and empathize with people because it is hard when you're getting to the point where you're investing money in a project and you're really going to be committed to some things. Right. Whether it's the design of your location or your logo or your brand colors or, you know, once you do it more or less. Right. With certain creative things like your brand colors, you can change those. But the infrastructure of your space, where your location is going to be, all those things require commitment. And I think that. Um, a lot of people kind of suffer from this analysis paralysis and a lot of people who are even listening to this, I'm sure can relate to the fact that the only reason they haven't even started is because they're still in this analysis mode. And sometimes you have to make the best decision that you can based on where you're at, knowing that your understanding of anything in life and everything in life will always be incomplete. You will never know everything. Right. But you have to say, well, this is how much I know. And I know I need to make this next step. Let me do that much and see how the uh, vision becomes more clear to me, which I think a lot of people don't. So, so yeah, I I definitely wanted to echo that. I agree with that. It is critical. No, for sure. I mean, I think honestly, something that's really important is like one of my favorite quotes is um, fire, ready, aim. Like, because, you know, like, (laughs) I love it. It's, it's, it's awesome because like, although you want to be detail oriented, like, and, and, and although you want to have a plan, I think what's super important, it, what I found to me to be is, is super, has been super cool is the overall vision, the branding, the message, the, you know, how I want to stand out, what's going to be specific about my place, right? Like all of that I had in my mind, but something that was super cool, which is just to touch on what you had is we actually, the first place that I looked at, I thought was awesome, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is the location. This is what I want to do, blah, blah, blah. And then it turns out that it actually, like, I don't know why we didn't figure this out. It wasn't zoned for restaurant. It was only for retail. So you can only sell it. You couldn't mm. make it there. But then literally right. the next week, a spot in the middle of downtown Darien opened up, which is a, a 10 times better location. And it was just one of those things where, like, I, you know, like you have to just make a decision. And then that was the best decision because that was the only place that I write that was the best decision for that moment. And then it's it, the way that it works out is the way that it's supposed to work out. Right. And that was really cool. And I, I that's something that I really like that you said, you can only make the decision, you know, the best decision at that moment. And you don't even know what you don't know. So to sit there and try to figure it out is futile because there are things that you don't even know to to think about right and there are things that you don't even know that you might want to think about which is something that i've learned a lot with you right like you're very much like like in a bowling alley you're like the little aisle blinders things like whatever whatever (laughs) rolling this ball down and it's cool because i have the vision i know i'm going that way but you're kind of like okay like you kind of keep it in line and you can help straighten it out and i think that's super important um you know yeah you can only make the best decision for that specific moment, right? And you just got to live moment to moment while keeping this sort of overall mission and drive and focus going in that same direction. That's something yeah, that's like it, 
it's sort of meta, but like that's really been really important for me. Um, no, I think I think it's a hundred percent correct, and I, I want to refine this thought process a little bit more as my thinking has also got ref gotten more refined. Um, one, definitely being an entrepreneur, as they say, they have this kind of um, analogy that is similar to jumping off a cliff and building your parachute or your hand glider on the way down, right? Yeah. It, it is. It yeah. does have very strong aspects of that. I was listening to a talk by Seth Godin um, a couple of days ago, and he talked about how, you know, the person who fails the most wins. And the caveat to that is really understanding the difference between failures that you can come back from and failures that you cannot come back from, right? Because if you go, let's say, all in on the wrong location, it's really hard to bounce back from that because it might mean another year's worth of work. And not to say that you can't come back from it, right? Because you still can, but it's one of those things that um, there, are more, there are certain decisions in a business that are more critical than others and people oftentimes lack the understanding of which decisions those actually are. And so I can just give some examples, like the location. Pretty critical decision because it's going to be maybe, you know, eight months, give or take, worth of time, build out, energy, financial resources, etc. So if you get that wrong, it could be pretty um, damaging. For example, things like getting all of your menu items 100% correct, it's important. But those things are easier to evolve. So you can have a failure with launching a certain smoothie that you think is going to be good. And maybe it's not as exciting to people as you thought. But guess what? Two weeks later or a week later, you've taken that recipe off the menu. You've created a new recipe. You have an opportunity to try something else. And you you know, eventually found success in that arena. So I think in the spectrum of decisions that we make, the, the part that people really need to grasp is which decisions are things that I have to spend 110% attention on and what are things that I can allow more iteration on and don't have to get 100% right. Like I don't need to spend a month on my web design because although it is important, it's always going to change. A menu is never done. Anything creative in your business for the most part in varying degrees is never done. Um, and so are you investing time and energy and resources into the things that really, really matter um, and kind of having the right, relationship to the things that may not matter as much no for sure a hundred percent that's you know that's sort of why like i read this quote of like you have it's like you have to be like laser focused on your you know overall goal and your mission but a little bit more relaxed on the tiny tiny little details right because those are always like you said those are always going to change mm -hmm. those aren't as whatever as long as you're sort of bouncing you know, towards that right direction, like that's what's important. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I could not agree with that more. Um, I think that's and a really this good is, point. Yeah, to me, this, sure. is, this is also related to how people end up managing their businesses because obviously being an entrepreneur is dynamic and there's so many things that will change. And what I see really hinders a lot of people's growth is they micromanage, right? They micromanage their staff, they micromanage everything. Right. And um, and that hinders their growth because they're not looking at the bigger picture as to what you were saying. And I oftentimes, you know, use this analogy that you're sitting in your house with your face to the carpet because you're trying to clean a stain off of the rug and the stain is, you know, uh, minuscule. And then there's a forest fire behind you burning your house down and you don't even notice it. And so 
we right. always have to be aware of what is important in the bigger picture. And that's what's going to get us towards our larger scale goals. And so I think that that's a, a really important takeaway and a great lesson that you, you kind of um, um, expressed. Oh, oh yeah. Like there are literally, there would be like little tiny, tiny things that would go wrong. And, and at, at, at the beginning of this journey, I would just freak out. Like literally I would just lose it because I'm just like, I, I, this is, I don't, this isn't going the way that I wanted to, it needs to be this way, blah, 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 blah. And I like, you only right. have a certain amount of like energy capacity. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I'm mm-hmm. spending half of it on this one thing, I literally physically and mentally am not able to focus on the other things. Right. So it's been really cool. just like watching my body, like ebb and flow and my mind, like change the way it views what should be what should be energy consuming and to what level that's cool to like because now that you've been through these like little tiny little like there's always little blips and then like you know blips of whatever size it's cool because i'm starting to sort of figure it out okay like i can allocate this amount of energy towards this while keep focusing on this no this isn't you know don't freak out it's so that's really cool to watch myself sort of like morph into this like you know different mm-hmm. kind of energy minded person it's cool it's really yeah cool it's a profound thing. evolution i relate to that and yeah. i think anybody who's cool. who has a business understands what you're saying and people who don't yet it's it's it is a, a profound um revelation in just energy man- management and resource management because if you haven't had the kind of demands on your time that being a um kind of proficient and successful entrepreneur uh will require you don't, it doesn't invite you or uh, require you to have that level of refinement in your process. And when you really see and, and study super successful entrepreneurs, you notice that they have strategies, not just for their company, but strategies on how they live their life, right? How they manage their health, how they manage their sleep cycles, how they like literally allocate tasks, how much time, you know, it, it, it's funny, something I heard uh, about um, the more successful that people become, the smaller the increments of time is that they schedule into their calendar, meaning that they would something like have a, like they would literally schedule a 15 minute meeting, right? Whereas people don't do things like that. Usually meetings are in blocks of 30 minutes, maybe to an hour. Um, whereas you get more successful, you get to a point where because you understand that time is such a resource, you will say, okay, let's schedule in 10 minutes of have this conversation and you do it right. And you just yeah. get more effective and efficient in everything that you're, you're kind of putting your, your energy into. And so that's great. Now let's talk yeah, about a little bit, cool. you know, in terms of where you are now uh, in the process, are there any things, any, is there anything that you feel like is making you nervous? Any, any kind of hesitations that you have at this point, because you're pre-launch, right? Like we're, we're a number of weeks out from, from doing your launch, you know, what are some of the things that are, are kind of um, on your mind that you might be concerned about or, or kind of nervous about, because obviously it's your first time doing this. Yeah, I mean, um, one of the things that is sort of on my mind right now is I have to hire a general manager, um, and that's a super important role. Um, you know, I, I, I really, I'm, I'm not like worried about it, but I, you know, I'm definitely putting, I'm allocating a decent amount of energy towards it because right. I. You know, I, 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 it's important to me to find someone that matches the brand values and can really grow with the company. And I want someone that I know I can rely on, right? This needs to be a really a vital role. Um, so I think just like spending the time, like going through the resumes that I've gotten, you know, through the job posting and whatever, 
so this is sort of what I'm working on now and what I'm not worried, but just concerned about, um, just because mm-hmm. this is such a, an important role. And, I, you know, this is one of those decisions. But as we were talking about, right, like there's little things like something on the menu or this granola ball tastes like crap, take it off the menu, whatever. Like a, hiring mm-hmm. the general manager, like people are one of your, if not your most important asset, right? Like that's what separates the company from another company. It's what creates the experience. And it's all stems down, right, from your general manager. And I think that that, um so yeah that's sort of what i'm thinking about right now um making mm-hmm. sure that i find someone not only super qualified on paper but also you know on, in in person someone that i yeah that i get along with that i know that my staff will get along with someone that someone when somebody accidentally drops their juice in a place right and like that someone that doesn't freak out at them and makes them feel comfortable that they can that's okay, it's okay don't like don't you know what i mean right. that keeps the customers yeah. wanting to come back it's 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 an experience and i, I need to find the right person and i'm very particular about this so yeah. you know this has been it's, on my mind a lot it's yeah it's really interesting and i you know and, and maybe let's dive into it a little bit because i think it'll be valuable for the listeners um, but i could talk about hiring people for a long time um, but you know what you're referring to, and I like what you said about it not just being someone who's qualified on paper, but someone who actually has the right energy for your business. Because yeah. one of the other things that a lot of times people don't think about is company culture, right? Like, what is the atmosphere that you create, and how is that going to um, trickle down from the leadership, you, general manager, other management staff? Um, into the customer experience, into how that relates to your overall turnover, right? Because if people don't enjoy the environment, they're not going to stay very long. And so it is so, so, so important. Some of the things that I always look out for when hiring people, um, just like first starting with their resume, are one, have they worked for other successful businesses and high volume, obviously, within the category that you're hiring in? but what kinds of standards do these other companies have, right? How successful are they? Because companies don't become successful by accident. They become successful because they have high standards and can execute on those standards. And so, you know, how long have they worked in other companies? Uh, And what are the culture, um, what are the kind of primary tenants that the culture of those businesses have as well? Are they very dry? Is it a corporate environment in the sense that they don't feel like they have personal relationships with um, their customers and the other staff members? and to what degree, right? And then, and then, yeah, when you sit down and talk to somebody, figuring out, you know, what kind of rapport you have with them outside of just work, right? I always ask myself, is this someone that I could be friends with or actually would wanna be friends with if we weren't working together? And for the most part, all of my high-performing managers, I could say yes to that. Like I could actually genuinely say, and I still keep in touch with a lot of the managers that I have. And, and a lot of them also have become our onsite trainers that we send and we're going to send to even your location to train your staff for a number of, of you know, weeks. It's, it's knowing that is the case. You will always feel a sense of, of relationship that transcends the circumstance. And so people will, because of that, I feel take care of one another um, whenever there are things that come up because there are always things that come up in a business. Uh, but you'll have the right, the right um, disposition towards that person. Um, yeah, so yeah, hiring, sure. hiring, your, yeah, hiring your GM is, is such a, a important role um, because, uh, and I often find that people kind of, uh, you know, if you can find someone that's balanced that understands the capacity uh, and the need to lead and actually achieve company goals, but similarly simultaneously can do that in a way that is. Um, uh, human and 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 considerate and compassionate 
uh, it's a very rare thing because I usually find that they're, you know, bosses that everybody loves but can't run a business, right? They don't know how to to, to hit exactly. sales goals or hit labor yeah. percentage goals. And then there are the people who are super militant that uh, are like platoon leaders and are, have no emotion, but they get all the things done that they need to get done. And so I find that a really great manager is someone who has the capacity to to function and straddle both um, um, kind of character traits. Yeah, for sure. And it's super interesting because you can feel you like, I really feel that the energy from the general manager, like trickles down through the employees, which then trickles down through to the customers. So as a customer, Mm -hmm. when I go into a space, I can feel it when I walk in there. Like I see the, the faces mm-hmm. on the on the on the other employees' faces. I see the way they interact with each other. I I study the way that they look at each other, the way they talk to each other, how they act when a manager's around versus when they're not around. And that just the company culture is so important to me. And it also like for bottom line, it's bad for sales. Like you're not going to make as much money mm-hmm. if nobody wants if nobody wants to come in because I can feel it. Like I was at a juice bar like two weeks ago. And like they were, they were like having a fight in like the right next to the cash register. And I was just like, I literally was like, dude, like you can't just yell at someone. There's like 20 people in line. I'm like, what is happening? And then it's like the vibe is down three of the people or four of the people in the line left. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like I don't, I haven't hired a general manager, but but I know that this is not the way to do it. You know what I mean? Like, so, and I I really believe that it it permeates through all aspects of the business. And I think that your, your people are the most important part of your business. One of them. That's right. So that's super important. Yeah. You can tell if people love working in their, their job. Right. And you, and we, and it's infectious. Right. And I think the other thing to, to bring up here is, is a reminder to the audience that, we don't go to food service establishments just for the product, right? Human beings are innately social creatures. It's probably more important, right? That you walk into a space and love the experience because that's going to feed you on a level of your soul and just your overall quality of life and joy. than you love the taste of a, a smoothie, right? You would, we would much rather walk into a juice bar where it feels like your friends work there and there's a community there. And the food be good, but you know it doesn't have to be the best thing you've ever tried in your life. Then to walk in a place yeah. where the food is immaculate or the juices are immaculate, yeah. but you feel tension and you feel uh, uh, you know just yeah. an atmosphere that feels dry and, and awkward. Um, right. So this is why I think it's it's no. all these things that seem intangible, but you seem to have a, a grasp on because I think you're also a consumer. You know, you you've walked through. Now you're on kind of both sides of the of the uh of the coin where you know what it's like to be a customer and what's important to you and so you can then recreate that experience for your future customers 100 percent, and i think that that's the reason why um i think you and i um work have been working so well together because i i have these ideas right i've never actually done this before that's for my people <laughs> my first location you know I, you know, but I have these ideas and I have these cultures and these values and the mission in my head. And I have these, you know, the sort of macro experience. And I, you know, this is why, you know, I've explained to you and I've talked to you. We've had conversations where it's like, how many different kinds of juices can you possibly make? Like, there's only a certain number and they're all going to be good. Or, I mean, of the top, whatever, they're all going to be great. Right. But what is it that separates you? Like what makes them want to come back to your mm-hmm. space in particular? We're assuming that your juices are going to be good. If your, juices are, if, if your yeah. stuff is, is bad, they're not going to come back. So let's just assume that, uh, that they're good because you have to, or else we're not even in the conversation. 
So assuming right. that your juices are good, it's like, there are how many different kinds of juices can you have? This place has 10, this person has eight, they have 12. It all sort of blends the same. But what separates you is the experience, right? And I think that like, mm-hmm. I sort of came to you and I was like, hey, like I have this idea. I want to create this kind of experience. And I think that you and I have been able to just sort of morph our two sort of ideas and like brains together, right? Because you you're like, okay, well, if you want to create this kind of experience, I have the experience of doing it. So this is sort of how people have done that. And this is a good way for you to think about doing that, which has been super cool for me. So, you know, that's, so it's been really exciting, but yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, it really comes down to how people feel about you, your place. You know, like you said, when you walk in, are they happy? When they leave, are they happy? Do they want to come back? Is it, do you provide value in other ways than just the product? And that's why I spent so much time designing the place and creating you know, a place that I felt in my mind was, you know, the experience that I wanted to deliver to people. Um, yes. And so, most yeah. people, and, and I'm so, and I feel like this is just a testament to, to um, what for me is a strong indicator of why you're going to be successful is because I really feel like, and have just observed and experienced that these are the, these are important things that a lot of people don't think about. A lot of people think I'm going to have this, you know, my product's going to be so amazing and it's going to be the thing that, that wows people and they're going to, and you know, it's like, okay, your, your juice can only be so good. And yes, it exactly. should be good. And it's exactly. to me, the, it's the equivalent of saying, oh, I'm dating someone and they're nice. It's like, well, they should be nice. Like that's, right. that's, 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 that's a given. That's, <laughs> minimum. that's what we're talking that's where about. Start, right. Like, yeah. That's where human right. relationships start. So like your product should be good. That's bare minimum. So don't get excited about that. You need to like, what's, what's going to be that thing. That's the wow factor. What's that element that they can't get anywhere else that they can't recreate at their home. And it is, it is the experience and that can, that can, that can spiral out into the realm of the infinite. Cause there's so many different ways that people can do that through the events, through the customer interactions, through just the overall um, atmosphere oh that you God. create of it yeah. being fun, playful, loving, genuine, generally interested and concerned, informed, right? All of these things. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I just love um, when clients are cognizant of this and really put the effort towards building that customer experience um that is so uh needed yeah i mean you want to help people you want to you want to influence and add value like or else why are you doing it in my opinion right it's like buy a franchise mm-hmm. like they, they literally have models right. that they can they tell you how right. much you're gonna take home <laughs> like right. you literally don't need to do anything right so like that's why and i know i don't want to bag on people that buy franchises i think that there's value to that in certain aspects and depending on where you are and who you are that could be valuable to you but from my perspective right i wanted to do something where i knew that i was going to change lives help people and so it's been it's been really fun really really cool yeah i think one thing and people probably hear me talk about this a lot but i have to echo it because people haven't heard me say this i feel like definitely the franchise model has benefits depending on what kind of person you are but ultimately, yeah. to be honest, I feel like because we're in this new paradigm of health, I feel like the franchise models are going to fall apart because it's really impossible for them to be as dynamic as the customer is, right? Like we've, we've reached into this era of time where in the same way, like in software, in the software kind of IT businesses, you have to be very agile. And when you don't own your company and you can't say, for example, we know Celery got really popular for a while. And you have to deal with some huge corporate entity to say, hey, can I start selling celery juice? And they're like, no, you can't do that um, for X, Y, and Z reason, right? Or there's some superfood that you want to incorporate, or there's some new ketogenic diet trend, right? Like these trends are always evolving and they're evolving so quickly that unless you own your company, 
you will probably not have the capacity to adapt your business in a way that responds to the market appropriately, and then you're going to become a victim. So the thing that worked for you in having this kind of really clean structure will become the, the thing that becomes too rigid for you to bend um, and mold to the demands of, of what's taking place in the industry. Right. That's really, that's a really, really interesting thought. Um, especially such an interest, you know, a, a, an industry that's just like changing so much, right? Like people have mm-hmm. access to all kinds of information. And like you said, there's always something new coming along and I'm not going to name who it was, but there was a juice bar around me and they, you know, I spoke to like the landlord of, of, of their building and they were like, yeah, you know, it was crazy. Like they did really well for like three years, three or four years. But what was sad because they couldn't change their menu. They didn't have control over their menu. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, they wanted to add some stuff. And then they had a fight with the franchise owner or whoever owns the business or the corporation. And then ultimately, you know, they they had they ended up going out of business. So um, I think that you're yeah. spot on with what you said about that. Um, yeah, I think that that's a really smart point. I think it's going to happen more often um, than people might think. And so for that reason... Um, there are franchises that are more or less progressive, but just the nature yeah. of having a huge business that has to that has to um, have a consistent menu throughout all markets, because that's what make franchises work to a certain degree. But it's also the thing that's going to harm them in the future. Um, and so and in the now. Right. Because we were literally seeing it happen as well. And so. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. So coming coming I mean, to. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say my. um a while ago, my my um, family like friends or someone owned like a couple of these like franchises, and it was a pattern. Like you see them doing really well for X amount of years, but then people stop liking this sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Or they or they stop liking this kind of thing, and they, and I I'm just like reflecting on you know what I've learned in the past, and they mm. ended up having to having to sell those franchises um, just because right. like you said trends you know trends change, what people like change, the demand changes. So I think like you said, you said something to me earlier in the process that it's important to remain flexible. Like you want to be rigid on your ideals and your, and your values, but you want to remain as, as flexible as you can. Um, right. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Right. Which, which is, which yeah. is, which is, which is a delicate balance, right? Half your brain has to remain flexible when you almost don't <laughs> want to remain flexible. Sometimes and the other half, your brain's got to be rigid on the important things. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. it's really interesting. It's cool. It's very, it's very, it, it's a, it's a fine art, right? It's like how to know really in what ways to be flexible and what ways to be rigid. Um, and, right. and I think that's a, a process that we perfect over a lifetime, right? Like we'll never be there. We'll always be refining that. And so um, kind of coming but towards that's what makes the end so of cool this though. podcast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, um, so kind of I coming towards that. the end of this, I'd love to give you an opportunity to share um yeah, you know, I think that it's easy as an entrepreneur to only focus on, and even in a business, right? Some of, one of the practices that I have with my staff is whenever we have a meeting, we kind of start and end the meeting with things that are positive and beautiful. Like we really start with what's exciting us about doing what we're doing, because you know, business can often always be about solving problems, but we sometimes lose the importance of the things that are really fulfilling us. And so I think it's important to take time sit back and reflect and say like, you know, what, what is going well? What are we excited about? Like, what are some successes that we can celebrate? And so um, for you, I know your, your business hasn't launched yet, but I'm just, you know, wanting to give you an opportunity to share 
with your audience and or the audience that we have and also just for yourself to kind of bring it into the forefront of your mind you know what are you excited about now being in this phase you know your few weeks a uh, number of weeks out um from launching you know what are you really looking forward to um i that's, that's a good question um I'm looking forward to the attitude that, that, that we're bringing to the market. Um, I think that, you know, in my specific area, um, they haven't seen this sort of, um, kind of like edgy new agey vibe that we have. Um, we're very like outspoken. Uh, and, and I think that that's really cool. And I'm, I'm excited to sort of bring a vibe that I very much find out in Southern California where I'm originally from and in Manhattan out to the suburbs of New York City. I think that that's like something that people haven't really seen out here. And I'm excited to see the response. Um, I'm, I'm excited mm -hmm. to see how the, the community reacts to it. Um, I'm excited to to help educate people because that's something that I've been frustrated with, at least where I am, um, you know, geographically with, as I, as I talked about earlier with, you know, menu items and what's in there. I'm excited for people to start learning honestly more about what they're putting into their bodies and um you know i'm excited to have um you know people come in and do talks i mean i've been reaching out to a bunch of you know friends who are who are pro athletes or you know trainers for um professional teams you know yoga instructors like all these different kinds of people um physical therapists you know we're going to do events and i'm excited to host these events you know and bring people from the community in so that they can really help you know understand and learn and um, grow, you know, um, on a health basis, right, as as a community. Um, I think that's mm -hmm. really cool. I think that that's a value that, you know, this community really needs. We really don't have any healthy food options, which is crazy when I say it out loud. Like, I, I can't even believe it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of things I'm excited about. I'm excited about, honestly, just bringing something into reality. It's like an expression. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a work of art, honestly, because I've just spent so much yes. time visualizing yes. this it's like it's like you have this mold of clay and like you're like a pottery person i used to do it in high school it's yes. actually kind of decent. and you just mold you mold this lump of just nothingness into yep. just this work of art that you created that like every it's, essence of your being put into and like that's it's like a painting it's like it's like you're, you're like a painter and then like you just have this thing and now it's on the wall and everyone's like holy crap like that's cool yeah. It's so profound. Yeah. And I love that. I love that you said that because I feel the same way. It's, it feels even deeper than that because I've done painting and I've done all kinds of art forms, but to me, creating a business is like oh my a painting that people live inside of, right? Oh my it's God. a living it's, experience. Yeah. When you oh my have God. that it's moment, everything. yes. When you have the moment that somebody walks into your juice bar and they try something and they go, oh my God, or they tell you my life has changed because your business opened, it will be so profound that there's no words for it. It, 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 you can't, you can't fathom how it goes from being something where you thought just a year ago, this was a vision that you had in your mind. And now you're saying, wow, there's hundreds of people that are walking through my business every day and they're better for it. Their lives are changed for the positive. And it might just be for that day that they put something nourishing in their body, or it might be an interaction. It might be relationships that develop, right? People get married through like meeting people in cafes and stuff. It's just like, it's perfect. You, it, it, it's really, it, it's beyond words. Um, it's, it's like an out of body and I haven't even opened yet. And it's like an out of body <laughs> experience. Like it's, I literally, I just, I, I, I feel, I told you like the, like the other day, 
the, the, the construction guy was like, dude, like, I love your vibe, man. Like, you're so cool. Like, I'll, I, I've never had a juice in my life. I can't wait to come in and bring my kids so they can start eating yes. healthier. I like, I was like, holy shit. Like, I came out of left field. Like, what? Right. Like, that was awesome. Like, I am not yeah. even open. It's really cool. And it really is like every, it's like, it's like you're a painter, but you're not painting with just your a brush. Like, your brush is every part of your body, how you feel, how you think. Like, the way that you think and feel about others and your world is expressed through every facet of your business. And I just think that that's so. Yes incredible and i i'm so happy for people to really see an expression of me i'm you know i'm excited to express yes. myself to the community and hopefully help everyone that i can you know i mean yeah and the last thing that yeah. i'll say too that'll be maybe a profound insight or experience that you may have is at a certain point you start to realize that because this business you know it's it is your company but it will become a point where you start to realize it's actually your customer's company right when you start to see how important it is to them and you start to go, wow, the fact that I need to provide the service is almost a bigger deal for the community than it is for me. You start to realize that the way your business shapes itself and the decisions that you make aren't simply because of what you want to do. It's because of what you see that the deeper the needs are and the desires are of the customers in the community. Right. And so you start to see like it is yours, but it's not yours. It's 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 really right. the world's. Well, um, it's so, cool. You're, you're you're part of something larger than yourself. It is. It's more than yes. just you. You. It's all. There's almost like this, like sort of social responsibility now, right? Like you have this. Mm. You're just an integrated part of this community, and it's going to take form according to the customer's needs, mixed with according to your needs, right? So I yes. love that you just said that. It becomes equally theirs as it does yours, which is cool because it's a cool way to relate to the community, and you know. It's just so yeah. cool. And I haven't even opened it. I can't wait. It's like, <laughs> it's like I mean, this is yeah. like, I also like, like it's just, ah, I'm, I'm so excited, man. It's really cool. Yeah, that's amazing. So, well, yeah. Brennan, thank you for, for just saying yes to your own vision. Because I know that a lot of times people go through a process of, of having to overcome their fear to be able to actualize um, this and the world will be better because you, you are launching this. And I'm excited to see how everything is received and, and also, you know, importantly, because um, you've just been such a great client to work with in terms of your willingness to be creative and to take risks. And, and you know, our staff, we always talk about it internally and how much we enjoy working on your project because you've allowed us to really kind of express um, in some ways the you know, more of the fullness that we're capable of, of expressing, right? Of actually getting deeper into our layers of creativity through your company um, because it is such a unique um, brand as a whole. So. Um, thanks for taking the time to, to join me on this podcast. And I think lastly, as we um, wrap up, where can people find more about Barbita and the journey uh, of, of your business? So, you know, right now, well, first of all, before I say that, I, I just want to say thank you to you guys um, as well. You guys have been unbelievable. I mean, absolutely crucial in making this happen. And super super fun to work with um i mean you guys really honestly and i'm not just saying like you guys have literally been able to help me take my vision and make it into a, a reality um and you guys are so fun to work with you guys it's just been such an all-around amazing experience for me and listen like it, you know i don't want to say like thank you you know but like you're, like you're i mean i don't want to say you're welcome for it but like of course like i want you guys to be creative i want to help inspire other people to be creative and this is a joint yeah. group effort so like if you guys are having fun being creative like all the better that makes me even more happy 
Um, yeah. So, well, you know, you. you guys have been amazing. Thank you so, so, so much. I, you know, words can't. Express. Oh, yeah. Thank um, you. Of course. Yeah. So to, to, to your point, to find other information, uh, I mean, we, we started the Instagram um, at Bar Vita Juice Bar, B-A-R-V uh, and Victor, I-D-A Juice Bar. Um, we have a website, thebarvita.com, which you guys um, and, you know, I am we're like sort of finishing up right now. That should be up, you know, relatively soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, those for now, we also have a Facebook page, um, which we're going to be starting up as well. So, I mean, for those listening, um, come check us out. Um, should be should be really, really fun. So. Awesome. So well, thank you for having there. me. This has been amazing, you got it. man. Yes, and to uh, the rest we of will the talk. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for, for joining the podcast. And as always, hoping you guys are happy, healthy, and inspired to start your businesses. This is Andrew McFarlane with the Juice Bar Experts podcast. I'll see you guys at the next one. Take care. Mm-hmm.